Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to 1UP, delivered through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle, and joining me is Carl. How are you doing, Carl? Not too bad, Guy. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Liverpool won a game of football. This, shall we, the early start-ish to the gaming season. I know there isn't really, it's not really a season, but news starts to break now, then you get the, can we call it E3 week now? The week that used to be free week. Um, <coughs> Hard to say. I mean, there, there was talk of them trying to bring it back as a virtual event this year, or maybe some sort of hybrid event, but apparently it's definitely not going to have any live aspects been confirmed, I think, this week. So, um, But uh, nonetheless, I imagine we, we still will have that kind of June spout of announcements yeah. that we, we had last year. You, you'd imagine so. You'd imagine so. I mean, the summer's always been like, they didn't have to, like, PlayStation, etc. They didn't have to do the free thing because they weren't turning the player anyway. So just to do it in that two-week period, it shows it means something at least. But um, that is still a good few months away. So we are here to talk um, recent news, recent events, aren't we, Car? I mean, we'll, we'll try and get through the news quite quickly. There's not low, not anything too massive um but we'll start off with a quick one we'll, I'll, I'll quickly run through these because you, you've, you've got more reason to go car um playstation plus march lineup uh final fantasy 7 remake uh in brackets not upgradable to ps5 which is a spoiler for later on um remnant from the ashes which i'm pretty sure is quite uh highly acclaimed um game from last gen farpoint vr and maquette is that how you pronounce that i have no idea what that I is i think so <laughs> i have no idea how you pronounce that oh what that is uh and same with the xbox uh games with gold warface breakout which i believe is like a cs go type daily thing um i my mate bought it for us but i never actually went on it uh v-a-l-a uh or valor vicious attack llama apocalypse I, i'm already in 
scamming. Metal Slug Free, Port Royal Free, they're, they're both 360 games. Um, yes, I think PlayStation have won the free games this month. Um, just a wee bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid showing from um, Sony this month for the freebies. I mean, it, it's a shame that Final Fantasy VII Remake won't be upgradable, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But I mean, at the same time, I suppose they, they weren't going to give away a game, and then sort of, what's the point? They couldn't really sell it then. Um, and it w- would make it somewhat pointless. But even then, the other games are... are solid i played remnant from the ashes i I always meant to go back and play the dlc because i I played it to completion put a lot of time into it it's a really fun action rpg that you can play with up up to to, to two friends i think it's a three players most Uh, which is kind of an odd number but um still it was uh it was a fun experience Firepoint VR obviously is a solid vr title and maquette is a brand new game it's a puzzle game and it stars Bryce Dallas Howard you know we have that new trend of, mm-hmm. of having kind of um, notable actors and actresses in, in video games rather than the usual um, voice actors so it's interesting but the, the game seems to have a bit of bit of hype behind it so it'll be an interesting one to, to try out um, which I can finally do now that I have a PS5 Um so yeah, no, it's a, a solid enough lineup. The Xbox lineup obviously is a bit more questionable. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in Vicious Attack, Lama, Apocalypse, same as yourself, just because just of for the, the title. Name. Yeah, and Metal Slug Three is a is a solid title. Although I think I already own it on Xbox 360. I'm not sure. I own one of the Metal Slugs, that's for sure. Um, big fan of the series, so. I mean, neither is a bad showing, but I, I think Sony definitely gets the the uh, headlines this this month. Yes, yes, they do. Um, next story: Sony confirms PSVR two is coming to PSV. P- P- I was going. What was I going to say there? Is coming to PS five along with a new VR controller. Um, before you go through the story, Carl. I, VR is is it a big is it big? I, I, I don't know how big VR is on PlayStation. Well, I mean, I, I think VR has quietly sold quite well on on PlayStation, and I think there's a good, from what I gather, there's a good uptake as far as buying games uh, for those who own the headset. I mean, I, I the only person I know that that owns um, a PSVR is my friend. Um, Obviously, Matt, who was on the show before, his nephew has one. But I know, like, every birthday and Christmas, he gets new VR games. He really enjoys his PSVR. And, I, you know, from listening to podcasts and other people that are into their VR, there's a kind of a similar attitude there. They get very excited when, when new VR games come out. And I, myself, after the price drop, really wanted to try out a VR, but then ultimately decided I just don't have the room for VR you know, in, in my current setup, but you know, I'm I'm hoping to move in the next few months, and hopefully, I'll have a bit more space where I'm going to play games. Then, and if that's the case, you know, I I might pick up a, a PSVR, try out some of the the games that have high plaudits, and obviously, if I enjoy my time, then I I will be very interested in PSVR too, and and what that's going to bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll I'll I'll. 
let's flip it on its side here, Carl. I'll do, I'll do the reading. I'll ask you stuff. I mean, it is, I am the host, so I'm probably sure how it should it goes. Um, but just for the finer details, um, this is from Tech Radar uh, by Reese Wood. PlayStation fans excited for what PS5 has in store for virtual reality have some new details to Peru. Peruse, peruse. Um, published on the official PlayStation blog, the piece is billed as an introduction to PSVR 2, revealing the first details of what we can expect from VR on the PS5. The improvements the team is focusing on include better resolution and field of view, as well as upgrades to the device's tracking and input capabilities. Perhaps best of all, the PS PlayStation VR on the PS5 will be connected by a single cord, a Far Cry from the PS4 where multiple wires and adapters were required. Another big focus has been on the new VR controller which will integrate innovations found in PS5 DualSense controller. The blog post admitted that is this is just an early update and we won't be seeing the device on store shelves anytime soon. So yeah, it, it pretty much... Um, probably a little while away. I mean, what would you say for a release date? Maybe 23? Uh, Holiday 22 at the, the mm. very earliest anyway, so you're, you're talking at least uh, 18 months down the road, but possibly even further on, as as you say. Um, but it, it, it's, you know, it, it's a, certainly a, a step in the right direction when you you say you're, they say they're getting rid of the, the multiple wires, because I think that's the other thing that's put me off a, a PSVR, you know, the, as well as the space for moving around to play it, is also the space to to place it somewhere i mean i've literally i still i set up my ps5 when i got it last week i am meaning to dismantle my ps ps4 pro so i can put my xbox one s where that is because i don't have space to have three consoles set up so i certainly don't have space to have the PSVR box set up or, you know, the, that, that you have to plug it into and the, the, the head, the, the actual headpiece to, to put place that somewhere. I literally don't have the space. So, and I, I gather a lot of people have a similar attitude towards PSVR people I know who own it that have kind of packed it away and haven't set it back up since because they just don't have the space. So I think this is welcome news that it's just going to be a, you know, plug one wire into your PS five and you're good to go kind of thing yeah not really anything from my experience but something like connect i know it's not that big but it it was a big old bug ugly bugger sat on top of your con uh, on your console so yeah not not to that extreme but yeah i've had add-ons to my console that take up stupid room and look fugly um moving on to a new story I, I I can talk about a bit more because I'm one of the idiots who bought Anthem <laughs> um, for a lot of money. I should add. Bioware confirms work on major Anthem overhaul has officially ceased. Eurogamer Matt Wales uh, development on beleaguered multiplayer shooter Anthem's major overhaul, variously known as Anthem Next and Anthem 2.0, has officially ceased, according to Bioware, and the studio will now focus its efforts on the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect games, which is great to hear. Anthem 2.0 was officially announced last February with the aim of improving the underlying experience through more satisfying loot, better long-term progression and more fulfilling end game and quote 
We recognise that there's still more fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of Anthem. Bioware admitted at the time of its 2.0 reveal and it will require a more substantial reinvention than an update or expansion. Um, Carl, did, did you ever get around to like even giving this a go? It, it was must have been about 12 pence at some point. I played the beta at the, the time and wasn't a big fan i did actually pick it up for you know what what could be described as a bargain bin um i think it was in smith's at one point for for all of five euro and i also picked up a copy for a friend with the the plan for us to play together but we just never did so but i have to say the news that it's you know it is what it is now and it's not going to get any better has made me more intrigued to, to try it to, to see what it is now that would probably consist of playing it for the best part of an hour and then letting it go um but yeah i mean i i'm not surprised by this news i know people who are probably fans of the game might might say i shouldn't really have an input if i haven't played it and and maybe that's fair in a way but obviously nonetheless you don't have to play it to know what the the state of the game is and clearly this game isn't in the best of shape it's it's not never really lived up to people's expectations you know it's it's never been the destiny slayer it was supposed to be so i'm i'm not at all surprised by this one yeah, I think when anything gets the tag that it's going to go up against Destiny, it, it it's going to lose because like even the Division and Division Two, which are a lot more successful than the Anthem, it, even those games can't compete with something like Destiny. I know Destiny is more sci-fi and there is more natural comparisons to Anthem than than a Division, but it's the same type looter shooter. Uh, RPG type thing. But yeah, Anthem for me, I mean, I played it, I completed it. It it felt like a 360 game. If you came out in the 360 era, obviously slightly worse graphics because the console and stuff, you'd probably think that's a fine game, but the fact it came out quite late gen, of last gen, it, it, it was really... It was really quite poor, and, I mean, loading screens galore. I thought the gameplay was fine if not really quite repetitive but if you played it in short bursts it was quite fun but th there was really no substance behind it and ea and the the e3 reveal from uh 2017 it might have been or 2018 it, it was just a complete lie sham it, none of it was there like the detail even little things like when you pick up a gun if i remember correctly you, you had to go back to the tower to go change your gun, to change your setup. Whereas, if I remember correctly, on the E3 trailer, you show him picking up some loot and then he's equipping it straight away and going, this is better than mine. It's like, even even simple stuff like that, it was just like, it's just such a letdown. Like, I played the beta, I quite enjoyed it. and It had a lot, I think a game like that had a lot of potential, but the fact that it was under a year... And Bioware is probably more disappointing. The fact that Bioware, who... I know they were coming off a few disappointments, but this took time away from Bioware, whether it was EA Force on them, or I think it was actually one of Bioware's love projects. But it's taken away from proper Mass Effect, because we know Andromeda was handled... I can't remember which um, 
studio was exactly, but it was it wasn't the main team at Bioware, was it? So we've had a, a due to this game, we've had a poor we've had a poor Mass Effect, an Anthem being a flop, and Bioware's reputation in the toilet. It this game's done quite a lot of damage, and it wasn't really worth it. But maybe not Anthem, but this idea of a game, say if it's under the EA um, banner. I always say this, but if Respawn had this type of game, they'd, I think they'd make it work brilliantly, but they should make Titanfall 3, because they just should. Um, but I think there's things from that game that they could put into a new game, but not Bioware. Why Why would you make Bioware the, the previous kings of Western RPGs and storytelling games put, make them a multiplayer game? I, I just, I don't, I didn't get, I don't get this game. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really make sense um, to, from the offset, to, to be honest. Um, like, I think they were always fighting a, a losing battle, and the, the, you know, no disrespect to Bioware, I mean, the, it's more the opposite. I mean, they're they're amazing at, at um, single player RPGs, so why not allow them to stick to single player RPGs? I mean, it, it just didn't make sense in in any way, um, and it's not a surprise that 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 this has happened. I mean, I was very surprised when they announced Anthem next. It was like, you know, maybe you guys just need to to um, cut your losses and and move on. Um, and it's good that they finally decided that, but they 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 probably could have um, done that a few months ago instead of wasting the time of the the team they moved across. Now it wasn't, you know, obviously they they moved the the team across from um, Star Wars, uh, the the Old Republic, like the the MMO, and obviously that's a, an aging MMO. I doubt it gets as as much attention as it once did. It was never kind of one of the top MMOs. Like it 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 had its own audience, but. You know, it was never going to compete with a WoW or a Final Fantasy fourteen or a Elder Scrolls Online, even, I wouldn't say. So it wasn't like they were sacrificing much, but it's it's good now that they're they're redistributing um, those developers to, to a better cause, such as um, what's supposedly the case is there. They've moved to work on the next uh, Dragon Age and the next Mass Effect, which is really where the focus should be from, from Bioware. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, however many people from for, on that project uh, moving over to help them, them two games. I, well, we've still we've still seen bugger all the Dragon Age really. So God knows when that game's coming out. But if that helps speed up the production of that without rushing it, I should say. Um, so be it. It, it. Happy days, really. I think. Yeah, it was just kind of a waste of Bioware and. Considering the success and the game of Dragon Age Inquisition that I really loved, they they really screwed up after that. Um, next news story, and do you want to take the lead on this one, Carl? Because this is definitely more your wheelhouse. Yeah, no worries. So next story: PlayStation reportedly wi- winding down development at Sony Japan Studio, and this comes from Matt Wales over at Eurogamer. PlayStation is reportedly in the process of winding down Sony Japan Studio, the company's renowned development arm responsible for the likes of Knack, Puppeteer, Patapon, Ape Escape, and Gravity Rush, with the quote vast majority end quote of staff already 
having been let go. Sony's Japan Studio is PlayStation's oldest first-party developer, having been established in 1993 and has frequently collaborated with external developers on some of PlayStation's most iconic titles, including Bloodborne, Shadow of the Colossus, and Demon's Souls. PlayStation's decision to wind down development efforts at Sony Japan is, according to reports, simply a result of the fact the team hasn't been profitable enough in recent years. Multiple high-profile development staff have already announced a departure from Sony Japan Studio, including Silent Hill and Gravity Rush creator Keichiro Toyama and Teruyuki Toriyama, who served as producer on Bloodborne and the recent Demon's Souls remake. Suggestions are localization and business staff will remain in place, and that a Sobi team responsible for the Astrobot games will continue to operate as a standalone studio within Sony Japan. So it's 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 kind of it's weird news. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it probably doesn't affect things because you know it, it's been a long you know Sony Japan was never really like a Naughty Dog, for example. Like they're not really one team or you know or a couple teams under the one banner. You know they're they're kind of a home to a lot of smaller teams. Obviously, there used to be Team Ico who made. Ico and Shadow of the Colossus, and then who left, but then worked alongside um, Japan Studio to do The Last Guardian. Um, there was obviously the, the the team led by um, by Toriyama that did the Gravity Rush games, and in the past did the the Siren games. Obviously, Tor- Toriyama was once the the director and lead on Silent Hill games, and there was that rumor which we talked about on the show that. Sony were doing a new Silent Hill game and that Toriyama was going to direct it. Obviously, that's not happening now. And you'd wonder if maybe that was on the cards but got cancelled either by Japan, by Sony or by Konami. And then Toriyama left. I think Toriyama's working on um, survival horror games in his new studio. So that's exciting for, for fans of OG Silent Hill. But I mean, in that way, they were never that. Just that that they were they were just a different kind of developer, and and mostly in recent years they've been known for working with other Japanese studios, and most recently a Western studio in the form of Blue Point to to develop the Demon Souls remake. But I mean, is there really that requirement? I mean, Sony can work directly in a, a you know a production standing with other studios to, to make games in the second party. They, they don't necessarily need a kind of a small studio working with these studios. So uh, it, it makes sense financially to, to kind of cut back, you know, when the, this studio wasn't really serving much of a purpose. And I think reports have said they just don't make as much money as, as the Western studios do. I mean, uh, do you have any take at all on, on this one, Guy? Yeah, I mean, for someone who doesn't follow uh, Sony stuff and PlayStation stuff as closely as you, obviously, Sony Japan Studio, it's not one that resonates with me. As you mentioned, Naughty Dog, uh, Santa Monica, uh, Sucker Punch, I'm going to go with. Um, It's, it, it doesn't, this doesn't really mean anything to me. Like, obviously, the, the history of it and being established since 93 is the, is the 
news uh, says it's in the, in this industry you kind of have to keep it you have to keep hits going like we do we just did a story on bioware there how many we, we've seen the year be ruthless in the past visceral etc um how how many duds are we away from bioware going so the fact that sony japan studio is not one of the bigger ones now under the sony umbrella it, it doesn't really surprise me that's just it. I mean, they they may have like kind of a good history as as far as you know releasing good games in the past goes, um. But their you know their their most recent game that they developed internally, you know, that, that was given the the Japan Studio moniker, um, was Knack Two, and obviously, while it was better than the first Knack, it, it wasn't exactly a, a colossal hit, and I, I think that. You know, the, it, it. Some of the other games they they made in recent years, while you know decent games like Gravity Rush and stuff, again they're not really commercial hits. They're the kind of games that, you know, were were quickly discounted. So, I I just obviously the money isn't coming in there. And as I said, although they do collaborate with external studios on much bigger games, I, I think Sony can just directly do that without needing a, a studio to to work alongside those those external studios so i think it just makes a a lot of sense but i'm glad that um they're keeping a sobi team around because i mean obviously the astropoc games um ha- have a great reputation and you know they're they're small like it's a smaller vr title and a you know a smaller game that launched free with the ps5 that kind of shows what the ps5 can do but what people want to see is like what a full game from that studio could be. And, you know, it would have been a shame if we never got that chance. And they, they were kind of where the one team left there that of note, because obviously, as, as I mentioned before, Team Ico left a long time ago and um, Toriyama's team hadn't worked on anything since Gravity Rush 2, which was years and years ago. I think they just probably kept getting titles stuck in development hell. So... Um, it's nice that the one team that we're taking along there are getting to stick it out, but it's just sad to to think that we won't see any more games with um the Japan Studio logo anymore, given um the fact that they are the oldest studio at at Sony. I mean, they predate Sony by a year, like but like before PlayStation, this studio existed, and then were purchased by Sony. So it's it's just a shame to 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 see as a fan, but. You know, you, you gotta admit it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, that's just what it is. It's a ruthless industry, isn't it? Um, but we'll move on to the last story, and I'll quickly read this out because it's not a big one. Um, from Kotaku, from Luke Plunkett, Square Enix announced that there are two more Final Fantasy games coming. Both based on the Final Fantasy VII universe. First up, Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier, which is a battle royale game set in Midgard before the events of Final Fantasy VII and due for iOS and Android. We will not be discussing this long, people. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, The second, and stop me if you've been here before, is Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, a pocket-sized game that's basically a scaled-down remake of Final Fantasy VII in the same way Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition was for last release. Um, I mean, we don't really cover mobile games, but this is is 
we are modern car. But uh, I, I mean, it's it's not really. I mean, the second one, especially, not really a mobile. Let's use Candy Crush as the example type game. I mean, it it is is Final Fantasy VII, which is one of the most iconic games in. You'd probably have to say the in gaming industry. It's. I mean, would you play? Would you play either of these? Or it's it's a difficult one because I don't really play mobile games that much. Well. What I'd say is really the you know the the in regards to the first soldier probably not one for me and I mean I'd imagine that game is gonna stay on mobile, um but I would be very surprised if Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis doesn't come over to consoles. Obviously, Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition is available on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Feels very at home on the Switch. And I'd expect Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis to make that move as well. And I think Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is a really interesting project. It's kind of like an abridged remake, but it it, it tells the story of all the Final Fantasy games. So it's it's going to cover um, Crisis Core, which obviously was the the PSP prequel mm-hmm. it's going to cover the events i think of advent children the movie as well which was obviously a sequel to the mm-hmm. original final fantasy 7 it's going to cover dirge of cerberus which is the the kind of side game where you played as vincent so it's really cool that they're bringing all of that under the the one kind of um wing um what i was surprised by though is when they were announcing this kind of slew of final fantasy 7 projects that crisis core hasn't been announced for a remake yet because I, I feel that's a, a no-brainer. I mean, that game was on the PSP. It, you know, was one of the more highly rated PSP games. And obviously PSP sold quite well, but I think in large parts because people bought it to be a hacking machine, they weren't necessarily buying the native games on it. And I, I think Crisis Core would do really well if it launched um, for you know, a remake for, for modern consoles. Um, but it's interesting, all this focus on, on Final Fantasy VII and, and mobile games. And, you know, my past experience with Final Fantasy mobile games have been mixed. Some of them tend to be nice little story-based games. Others are just kind of shameless kind of character collectathons full of microtransactions. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag, but it'll be interesting to see these two games. And as I said, I do expect Ever Crisis will will be ported over to consoles at some point yeah if it does come a console i think that could have a, a nice little pocket in the market because i think i mean anyone who's played final fantasy 7 I, I replayed the original version well not original but there's a version on uh, xbox one back back then obviously um which are quicker loading times all that jazz um but it's pretty much the same graphics just like slight, slightly better but it is it is a chunky old game, so having a, a condensed, streamlined version, I, I I could see the appeal of that. I mean, I'm I'm almost tempted to go back and play Final Fantasy Nine, but when I originally was had this idea of going back and playing Final Fantasy Seven, then going straight into Nine, it, you you do get burnt out in a game like that. So having these slimmed down versions of a game, I I, I could see the appeal. Yeah, certainly. I I think it's um. And as I said, a lot of people would have missed those, you know, prequel and the 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 side title, and might not have seen the movies. So it's cool to just combine all the the events into the to the one game and in bite sized form. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, 
But before we go on to looking at recent events, Carl, I mean, you you were you brought it up there. You you finally got the PS Five, and I don't want to rush it at the end when we eventually go twelve hours because that's what we do. So the PS Five, I know you've only had it what a week or so now. I've I've had it about I think five days at this point. Um, I haven't. I was wasn't around on the weekend, so I haven't had a massive amount of time to play with it. Um, to be honest, I mean the only native game I've played so far is Destruction All Stars. Um, yes. What I can't say about that game is it's painfully average. Um, it's just really a kind of demolition derby type game. They try to dress it up with being able to get out of the car and run around and nick the opposition's cars and stuff, but it's just it's so repetitive. I played a couple games and I was just I was so bored. I mean I seen news there earlier that we didn't include it in because we already had a, a wealth of stories, but that apparently they've announced that when that game come is no longer free on PS Plus, which I think is uh, next month, it'll be twenty euro. And that was supposed to be a seventy euro game, you know, which which I mean we, we both criticized at the time because we knew just looking at the game it wasn't going to be a game that would justify that price tag. Um, but the, the, it's gone down to €70 Euro already. I mean, I, I, I think they they probably should have launched this game free-to-play to, to begin with, or maybe just not launched it at all. Yeah, it'd be something you'd probably play for a day and be like, I've just wasted a day. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, I think we called it at the time, didn't we? Um... You said you've obviously not had loads of times. I know you've uh, finally got around to ordering Spider Man. Is is that your net, is that your first big game you play? You reckon? Yeah, that arrived today actually. So I might might play it after we finish up recording and um, get started. That that'll definitely be the first game I I play. I also want to play. Um, is it? I, I keep. Astro's Playroom is that mm-hmm. the one? I mix yeah. up those Astro games because they all have similar titles. I do want to play that because only on earlier I was listening to a podcast and again people were were complimenting it. Um, and I also want to mess around with um, my, um, I'm blanking on names. Uh, the shark game, Manhunter. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Manhunter, which sounds a lot of fun. So. You know, I should next time we record, I should have a, a better idea on some games. Um, I'm keeping an eye on Valhalla as well because it keeps keeps dropping cheap. Mm-hmm. I I tried to get it on Amazon the other day, but Amazon's website then seemed to to break, and they seem to not be delivering most things to Ireland at the moment. Even though when I got onto their support, they tell me they are, so they don't seem to know what's going on. So, but when I get a chance to get that on on the cheap, I'll probably pick that up too. But generally, I'm 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 enjoying it. The controller is really nice. Some people said it's a bit kind of bulky and cumbersome, but I'm I'm not finding that at all. Um, the people aren't fans of the UI, but I I find it quite quite fine. It, it can take that extra step maybe to get to your trophies, but that doesn't really bother me to be honest. Um, so I'm I'm enjoying the experience with the console so far, and and happy to 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 have it, and and those just those little quality of life improvements, you know, download speeds, load times, all that sort of thing. Good, 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 and we'll we'll keep well, we we'll report every time there's a new development. Um, I'm sure you wanted to talk. I think you most people who follow probably noticed me slagging off the Xbox. 
that console needs improvements because the Bluetooth software, it, it, it seems, I think that's what it's reportedly is a software glitch. Every time I have a Bluetooth headset, just for context, if, if I turn my headset off, or if I put new batteries in my controller or charge my controller, it the the Bluetooth on the con on the console just goes. You have to hard reset it. And I, I think I may have even mentioned this on on the initial reactions to it, but it, it's kind of it's almost unacceptable. Like I've I've had to stop using my wireless headset now because I, I'm sick of it. Like I I will throw something out the window <laughs> if it just pisses me off anymore. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, the Xbox. I mean, We've mentioned the lack of exclusives and games, so hopefully there's an event in that, but normally the Xbox Well, is it really? I mean I just I just remembered the Xbox three sixty early edition, the Red Ring of Death, etc. It's uh tough circumstances with the pandemic. But you'd think something as disgustingly horrible as a Bluetooth thing where you can't, you literally have to hard reset your control, uh, your console every time you do anything. It it's just a bit daft for me. So they they need they need to up the game on on multiple fronts. I think Microsoft, um, because it's disappointing. I mean, if I was offered a PS Five now, not considering my mates because that's probably the main selling point for Xbox at the minute now. For me, it, I, I, it's just not comp competition. Um, it's really annoying. But here we are. Um, we'll move on to our talking point, or, or the talking points. Um, there, there was a couple of events, the Nintendo, Pokemon, and uh, Sony events that released some gaming news. Um, I have not watched the Nintendo one because I didn't realise it was on. <laughs> um, well, Nintendo's not my biggest thing anyway. So, Carl, I mean... Do you want me to go through the games and then you can dis discuss your feelings on them one by one and, and, and what you've seen and I'll, I'll jump in when I know, know of the game? Yeah, no worries. So, new characters for Super Smash Bros, which seems to be every Nintendo Direct. Uh, Pira Pyra, how would you pronounce that, from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Not nothing for me. <laughs> I know I know Xenoblade uh, Chronicles, my mate, really enjoys, but that, that name means nothing to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a series I've been, I own the games, but I haven't gotten around to mm. um, trying them as yet. I mean, they they have a great reputation as RPGs, but at the same time, I can see why the character wouldn't even be that exciting for people who are into the games because simply because it's just another kind of anime style character with a sword. We already get so many of them from Fire Emblem. Do we need more of them? Is there kind of more interesting characters that could be brought into Smash? And a lot of people are disappointed that it wasn't Crash Bandicoot or, or Spyro the Dragon, uh, which they've been hoping for for a long time. Um, so, I mean, but it, it's cool at the same time that they continue to add characters to this game. It's It's pretty nuts how many characters are in the game at this point. Yeah, for someone who's not really... I don't... I obviously grew up around Nintendo, but I've never been that big of a Nintendo head. It's mad to think how big stuff like Smash and Zelda, and maybe not Zelda because that's understandably huge, but like Smash is, it's been one of the biggest games of, I mean, Nintendo's not in gens at the minute, but it's, the recent years, it's probably one of the biggest games. It's mad. Um, 
Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout coming to Switch in the summer. Now, Carl, does this mean it's coming to Xbox finally, or am I going to have to dust off my Switch as well as my PlayStation to play this goddamn game? I haven't game? checked that, actually. Um, have a look. Because you'd quick, think that would be publicised, but I've not heard a goddamn thing. Uh, yeah, no, they've said that it's coming to Xbox summer. So, same thing as... as uh, I get to play, as a, I get to play a dead game again. <laughs> uh, I, it's, I wouldn't say it's dead. It's it's still quite quite uh, popular, I gather. I mean, I, I've been wanting to go back to it, um, but just haven't got the chance yet. But um, I... I still, I will at some point. I'm just waiting for that one update that I, I can't resist and, and jump back in because it's just, it's such a fun game. And I mean, I definitely, I've been, I recommended it to you at the time when it came to PlayStation. And I, I'd say again, give this a go when it does come to Xbox, you know, get your mates in on it because it's, it's brilliant. And although I know I, it's, it's, I can speak cause I got it for free and you'd have to pay for it, but I, you know, 20 quid, whatever it is, it, it, it'll be worth it. It's a lot oh of God. Yeah. I'll be, I'll play it. I'll buy it. I mean, hopefully I'm done with the Mass Effect trilogy by then. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll play that. I think me and my mates have been looking forward to that for quite a while. So that is some happy news for me, this podcast. Um, Outer Wilds coming to the Switch. Um, I I was thinking that was the Outer Worlds there for a second, but no, it's the Outer Wilds, the commonly mistaken games between each other. Now this game has great um, renowned uh, reviews and stuff like that. I, I've never played it. Even I, I'm pretty sure I got this for free off watching. Like I got it as a reward for watching like an E3 one year or something like that. On on it must have been Mixer at the time. Which sums that up, um, but it it's got it's got its fan base, isn't it? Yeah, it's certainly um, renowned. I, I think, don't quote me, but I think it's on Game Pass at the moment. Mm, I'm pretty sure. Um, it is. So it, it is supposed to be, um, you know, it's it's really highly rated. I, I, it's been on my radar because I remember it came out around the same time as the Outer Worlds, and you constantly get confused people talking about it but um eventually it kind of stood out on its own to me and i i i gather that um you know it it is an excellent um title um and i've been wanting to to play it um but it's just unfortunately i haven't got the chance as yet um but it is one i hope to to get to eventually and it's it's cool that it'll be available in a portable manner on switch yeah, the, 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 I know it's, it's weird because I have access to them via Game Pass and stuff. But like some of these games, it's just like it feels like a Switch game. It feels like something you should like. I know nobody's going anywhere at the moment because of the pandemic. But if you're on like a train for a couple hours or something, this is the game. This is the type of game you'd probably play on a train for a couple hours. So it's uh, it's a strange one. Um, Samurai. Samurai, Samurai Warriors. I still can't say it, but I'm going to roll it. Uh, five coming in July twenty seventh. Is this the one that looks like, uh, what's it? What's that classic PlayStation game called? Thingy Warriors. It uh, Dynasty Warriors. That's it. It, it is a. It's an Orochi game, same as Dynasty Warriors. It's just Dynasty Warriors is set in China. 
and right, okay. Samurai Warriors, as you can guess, is set in Japan. That, that is how you make money. <laughs> That's how you make money. Different franchises for different countries. Love it. Pretty uh, much. <laughs> it's anything of note um, for this? I mean, I, I, I have fun with the Orochi games, but I prefer when they're themed. Obviously, you know, mm. you, you, these days you can get like, uh, like there's Zelda ones. There's uh, obviously the most recently Persona 5 Strikers, which is a direct, in terms of its narrative, is a direct sequel to Persona 5. Um, they they would be of more interest to me, so that I don't need to play um Dynasty Warriors or um Samurai Warriors. But obviously, these games have their audience. I know there's there's kind of a cult following almost. People who just love these games. It doesn't matter the fact there's been so many of them. People just buy them all. So, um, it's cool that it'll be available on on Switch. Obviously, that's available on all um. That was kind of an announcement for all the consoles, basically. So, um, it's a, a new game to to watch. Yeah, they're the type of games I used to get, like Blockbuster and stuff. You'd never commit to buy them, but is Game Pass now the Blockbuster of this world? I think it is. <laughs> so if it's yeah, ever, I suppose it's uh, the closest thing. Yeah, if anything's ever on Game Pass or games with gold or PlayStation Now games, it's that's block. That that's sad reality. I miss Blockbuster. Um. Anyway, uh, Legend Legend of Mana. Uh, you've put this in bold, so I imagine that means it's exclusive. It's new. New. Uh, uh, bold is uh, actual brand new games we didn't know Lovely. about. Lovely. Um, yeah, so Legend of Mana, it's a remake of a PlayStation 1 RPG. Obviously, it's following a trend there that they've been slowly remaking all the Mana games. Obviously, the first one was remade for PS Vita, the next one for PS4. Then last year, I think we had... Um, uh, oof, my mind is blanking on which mana game it was. Give me one sec and I will tell you. Because um, that was on Switch. Um, blanking still. Mana, mana, mana. Uh, ah, Trials of Mana, of course. Yeah, so Trials of Mana was the third game, and this is that came to Switch and PS4, and now we're obviously getting Legend of Mana again for Switch and PS4. It was kind of expected that it would be happening, um, given the fact that they seem dedicated to re-releasing all the games uh, for for modern consoles. Um, but nonetheless, it's cool. The or- RPGs feel very at home on Nintendo on Switch, particularly Square. Uh, RPGs, so it's it's good that we're going to get another one. I've put it on in YouTube in the background, <laughs> so I know what it is. Um, but we'll move on. Mario Golf Super Rush. I imagine that is a Mario Golf game. <laughs> is there anything else to add over than that? Yeah, if you like your Mario sports games, particularly your Mario Golf games, you're you're obviously going to like that one. Um, I can't remember the last time I played a, a Mario game, but I, I you know, I, I enjoyed um Mario Golf in particular in the past. They are good, very good games. Uh, can't knock them at all. I have Mario Tennis is like one of the main games I've played on my Switch, so that's probably this is probably the game that means the most to me, if anything. Um, yeah, it's uh. It's a golf game. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, we we know how big 
the uh, Monster Hunter series is. Even the terrible film can't stop that. Um, anything to add here? Or did did you, was it just the uh, the deluxe edition getting announced here, or was there anything else? They they showed off uh, some kind of an extended um, bit of gameplay, um, and then obviously they announced the special edition of the console, which is a pretty cool looking Switch, I have to say. Um, but other than that, really, um, there there isn't much to, to add. Obviously, we know these games are, are massive, as you said, and I'm sure it's gonna do really well on the console. And it's good that people are finally getting a a Monster Hunter game on the Switch, because um, mm-hmm. that's kind of its home. Despite how how big Monster Hunter World was, and and I think it's actually the best selling Monster Hunter game. None, nonetheless, you know. Nintendo consoles have traditionally been the home for the series, so uh, it's cool that uh, it's coming home, so to speak. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if Monster Hunter World 2 came out tomorrow, I'd probably buy it, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's just it's one of them franchises, isn't it? Um, shall we rush through these next three? Um, Plants v Zombies, just Plants v Zombies. Um, Capcom Arcade Stadium out. Uh, day and date, I imagine that, is that now? It, it came yeah. out at the day yeah. of the, the direct. Stubbs the Zombie, is, wasn't this like an old PS1 game, PS2 game? Uh, Xbox, Xbox, original that, Xbox. Was it? Um, it's a very rare game, it was exclusive for the original Xbox, very hard to get, it goes for like 100 quid on eBay, and it seems they're they're relaunching it for modern consoles, Switch, PS4, and, and Xbox One. Um, so, I, I, I you know, I, I I think that the more intrigue in this game comes from the fact that it's rare, um, which which interests people. But I, I have heard a few people who've who've played it, um, who quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I think I was listening to uh, IGN's podcast and they were talking about it, um, so I should have knew it was on Xbox. Um, Famicom Detective Club. How the hell you pronounce that word? I have no idea what this is. Yeah, so it's uh, it's like a, you know, one of those visual novel type games. You know, where you, where you make decisions. Um, it's you know, the, it's two games in one actually, because the Famicom Detective was like a, a series on the the Famicom in uh, Japan, but I way see. way back when. So it's it's just kind of cool that they're remaking a game that at this point is over thirty years old. Mm. Um. And it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, if you're into those kind of I, games, I watched I mean, ten seconds of the trailer and I know exactly what type of game it is. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, as I said, it was intriguing to me purely that it's it's a, it's a thirty year old game, over thirty years that that's getting remade for for modern systems, and you just don't see that. And it's it's cool that you know obviously it's the switch is built around it's exclusive and it's cool that that nintendo are, are digging deep to give it more exclusives uh no more heroes free and animal crossing mario update yeah i mean no more heroes 3 seems to be shown in every is it just me or is it shown in every direct and it's yes. still not out like it's just, it's bizarre. It's just one of those games I'm I'm sick of seeing. Um, well, know, I'm on the YouTube now, and it says E3 2019. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's been around a while. Um, so 
it's it's just a weird one. Um, but obviously there's fans out there. At least Nintendo seems to to think so. So we'll see how that um how that does when it comes out. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I I I you know I was so into that right at the start of lockdown. You know, played it religiously and then one day I just stopped and I've never gone back there's been so many cool updates that I've admired from afar but I just know I'm never going to go back to that game I've kind of made my peace with that fact that that I'm done but you know obviously a lot I'm in the minority there a lot of people are still playing it and I'm sure they'll be excited to be able to build their little mushroom kingdoms in game dodgeball game that actually looks fun it did, like um, Knockout City, that that actually looks fun. Now, I'm not saying it's gonna do well. What I would say is, I, I don't know where your your take is. Obviously, we we often kind of predict that games should be kind of your PS Plus or maybe even free to play. I think this is a game that could have benefited from being PS Plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, you we've seen you look at the success stories from PS Plus. You've got Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout. You've got Rocket League. Could those games have made it without PS Plus? Maybe. But I think PS Plus was a big boost at getting them out there, getting them into players' hands. And then when they came to other platforms, they did really well. Obviously, on the flip side, there's games that, you know, similar kind of social games that have done well without PS Plus, like Among Us. But Among Us was a slow burner. It took a while. It was just some random Mm -hmm. streaming during lockdown that kind of got it to, to, to jump in popularity. So, um. I don't know. This is a game that I I could see. You know, maybe they should have tried to go the PS Plus route. I mean, it's been published by EA. EA also published Rocket League Arena. We know how that one went. I think this game looks a lot better than Rocket League Arena. We we said Rocket League Arena looked bad when it was first announced. It just looks so generic. This looks less generic, um, but nonetheless. You know, maybe the writing was still going to be on the wall for Rocket League Arena, but I think it would have done better if it had gone with um, PlayStation Plus. And I think this certainly would have, would have, you know, could possibly benefit from that. It might still do well, but I, I think it would have been safer to maybe go down the, the PS Plus route. But I'd, I'd like to give it a try if, if I had friends that were interested, um, because it looks like a game that'd be fun with mates. And you know, when's the last time we had a dodgeball game? Never. <laughs> I can't remember a dodgeball game. Not since I don't know the Forge in Halo. That's what we're talking. Um. Uh, Ninja Gaiden. Um, I mean, I think the first one was very well received, and then it kind of steadily went down, which seems to be the the um, the common occurrence in games. I mean, Ninja Gaiden. I mean, it, it has a cult following. This should do well, you'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever played uh, Ninja Gaiden two. Uh, on the Xbox 360, and although the game kicked my ass, I, I really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, so I could I could see it doing. Do you know? Obviously, people have wanted this series to come back for a while with a new game. Obviously, kind of a collection, kind of remaster of of the games is probably a a safer way to go. Test the waters, see how it does, and then and then maybe they'll they'll focus for a, a new game down the line. Um, but I'm, I'm sure people are happy to see it back, and I'm sure as a result, it, it'll do well. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Might even check it out myself at some point. It does sound like your type of game. Um, Project Triangle Strategy. I just quickly had a look at this on the old YouTubes. Doesn't really show too much, but... I mean, that type of art style, a strategy type game, it'll, it'll sell, I reckon, unless it's got horror horror reviews at the time. Yeah, so that's from the same team behind Octopath Traveler. Right, okay. Uh, that's where they're getting the art style from. Obviously, Octopath Traveler was kind of an ode to classic Final mm-hmm. Fantasy games. This is more of an ode to Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, it, it looks really cool. I mean, I still haven't gotten around to playing Octopath Traveler. It's it's definitely on my to do list. Good game. Um, but th- this is one I'd I'd like to to play myself as well. Uh, once it comes out, there's a demo on the eShop as well, which is pretty cool considering the game doesn't come out till uh 2022. So nice. There is also a demo out for Outriders if anyone's interested. I did it, one that I don't think I can be bothered with, but. If you're looking for the next test, if you're looking for the next anthem, that might be it. <laughs> um, uh, Metopia. Um, I I couldn't even watch the trailer. It, it, although it will be, it'll be fun. But I I can't I can't I can't say I'd play this, but I would. I'd play this game. Not really one for me, to be honest. Obviously, I didn't really catch my interest when it was on 3ds. So it won't uh, count my interest now that it's on um switch but these games obviously have their their audience we know that so i'm, I'm sure there will be people that are interested in this one uh star wars hunters literally what is it 30 second trailer that doesn't really show much um but more star wars stuff yeah just kind of interesting to see more of the projects that are, are emerging from this this news that um games will no longer be um published by ea exclusively um so 
it was interesting in that, you know, people seem to assume that, you know, people still wouldn't be able to release Star Wars games for the remainder of that contract, even though they could announce them. But this game's coming out later this year, so clearly that isn't the case. Um, so we don't really know exactly what's going on there. Um, but nonetheless, it's it's pretty cool that uh, we're going to see more Star Wars games, even if this particular one uh, might not necessarily interest me. I mean, does this one have your interest at all? I generally I'm like obviously look cartoony from from the trailer, but it doesn't really show that much. Did, did they say anything in the video about what type of game it would be? Um, is it? I I could just be pulling this out of the air, saying it's battle royale but oh. <laughs> that could just be a guess because all games tend to be battle royale that's true that kind of it's a safe bet either way. <laughs> uh, it's a, it, oh it's a combative arena game i have no idea what that means but cool um if it ever if it comes to xbox maybe it my switch is saved for pokemon i'll be honest that and we'll get to that in a bit so yeah, I mean, it probably wouldn't be something I play on Switch, but it's yeah, I'd probably give it a go if it ever came on Xbox. Um, stuff like that, you just give it a go, don't you? And if it's crap, it's crap. Um, World's End Club trailer looks not our sh- cup of tea. I'm gonna go with that. Um, or not I mean, my uh, cup of tea. It's it's from the makers of Danganronpa, which is a, a series I've always wanted to try but haven't gotten around to. So I'm I'm intrigued, um, but you know, given that I haven't played Danganronpa yet, <laughs> this this one would probably be a, a a long way down the track if if I ever was to to get to it. But it, it looks, you know, obviously it's it's coming from a team with a good pedigree, so I'm sure it'll be a, a solid title. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Now, I've clicked on YouTube. Is this just Zelda? Or what, or am, I, well, what this, am I getting confused with? Obviously, this game's already out. It came out a few weeks ago. Right, and okay. This is just to detail its expansion pass. But this is what we were talking about. This is like, an, a, a, it's, it's ah. like a Dynasty Warriors type game. But in Zelda, obviously, originally there was... Um, uh, Hyrule Warriors, uh, which I own on the Wii U and the 3DS. The uh, Wii but U? I don't own the, the Switch version as yet. Um, the Switch version actually goes for about 100 quid at the moment because it went out of print, but I think it's coming back into print. Um, but this is the sequel, obviously. Um, and as I said, you know, you can see just from the fact this game got a sequel um, that, you know, th- how well these games sell. Um, so I'm sure this this one's doing quite well, and and obviously people will be very interested in the expansion pass. Uh, Zelda Skyward Sword. I mean, most people I saw reacting to this said it's just not Ocarina of Time. That seems to be that seems to be the consensus every time the Zelda news. But you know, yeah, I mean. I'm intrigued by this because I never got around to Skyward Sword. I picked it up, but the Wii was kind of dead when it came out, and I was distracted playing other things, and then the Wii got packed away, and I don't even know where the Wii is right now, so I never got to play the game. Um, So I'll probably pick this up and and play it. Um, But what was funny to me from this announcement was the fact that when... when, um, they came on screen to talk about Zelda. 
and everyone was probably like, here we go, you know, we're going to get you know, Breath of the Wild 2. And then he started by saying that, I know you're expecting news about the next Zelda game, but I'm not going to be giving you that. <laughs> and then uh, I, I think they kind of, they, they probably should have just not mentioned it. I think like a lot of people are giving this direct uh, stick and I, I'm sure we'll come on to our general opinions on, on what happened um, at the end. But I think had, you know, they didn't help themselves by pointing out that they weren't talking about the new Zelda. I don't agree with people that they should have made sure to talk about the new Zelda. Like, I mean, if you don't have anything to say yet, don't. I mean, Nintendo usually talk about a game when it's ready. The few times they don't talk about a game that they don't do that, they end up getting burned for it. Like with Metroid 4, where the game's been just, you know, Mm. it's in hell. So I think it's better just to, to not mention it if you have nothing good to say. But the, the new the new one it's meant to be this year, isn't it? But all we've seen is the the animated five second tomb thing, haven't we? It's I, to be honest, I, I I don't know. Um, you know, I think I don't know whether it's a, at this point whether it's just people have assumed it's coming yeah. this year, if it's rumors. Or if it's official, I mean, there had been the suggestion it was going to launch alongside a new model of the Switch. Obviously, you know, most companies would have announced if they were releasing a new console at this point. But Nintendo know if they say there's a new Switch tomorrow, people will be killing each other in queues to get it. I'll probably be there among them. But, uh, you know... They, so they know that these things are going to do well anyway. They don't need to rush them, them out the door. But I, I did think it was just kind of a, a mistake um, to, to mention the game if, if they were going to to, to be talking about it because it, it just is going to annoy people and it did annoy people. Um, but I have no problem myself with Skyward Sword. I know it's probably the least popular um, of the 3D Zeldas, um, but nonetheless, it's... Uh, you know, that doesn't mean it's a bad game. I mean, that, you know, being the, the worst of a, a great series is not a bad thing at all. Yeah, it, people, people, well, it, again, it's something weird after never playing Zelda properly. It's, I'll, I'll never get that fanfare. <laughs> um, Splatoon 3, uh, it seems to be, again, one that has its rabid fan base, like every other goddamn Nintendo game. Uh, bit of a party game, seemingly. Going off what the bits and bobs I've seen of previous previous Splatoon games. Yeah, no, they're, they're fun. I haven't played much of them. Um, it's something I've been wanting to play again. It's it's all about just having the space and, you know, to get people around to, to play Splatoon. I have Splatoon 2, so um, I, I'd like to, to play more of it. Um, but... Um, you know, obviously it's it's a very popular series, um, so it's kind of a no-brainer for them to 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 make another one. But obviously, at the moment, we know it's it's a it's not till next year, so um, it's a, it's a little ways. It's, it's so I'm sure we'll know more um closer to the time. I'm sure there'll be a direct next year, and and it'll get more more coverage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, quick overall thoughts on this on this direct then before we move on to Sony's. Again, I didn't watch it, so this is kind of all on you. But going off that news, I mean, it, it's not what people wanted, but it seems to be a decent enough for 
Fe- well, February, obviously, at the time for a February direct, it, you don't exactly expect the, the summer masterclass that we were on about at the start of this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got 10 game announcements as well as announcements of, you know, games coming to Switch, which, you know, hadn't officially been revealed for, for Switch. I mean, that that's not bad at all. You know, I know it was the first direct since 2019 and for that reason people expected something massive mm, you know well, Zelda yeah. met the revival of Metroid all that but it just wasn't going to happen I mean for me the fact they announced Mario Golf Super Rush and Splatoon 3 that's that's two notable first party games are you really going to get that that too too often I'd um, love two first party games <laughs> exactly and you know we'll be coming on to Sony in a moment and you know, there was there was nothing like that from from their their mm. uh, state of play. So, like, I don't see this as a big deal, and I know I'm a little biased because I enjoy RPGs, and there was a, a lot of RPGs. Obviously, I, I think I even missed one actually because I think um, they announced the the sad one of the saga games that's being remade. I think it had already been announced for PS4, but that's coming to Switch as well. You know, so there was a, a wealth of RPGs here, and obviously that I enjoy that. So, so even for product triangle strategy alone got me excited. But when you're putting, even putting aside that, even if there, I wasn't a fan of RPGs, I, I still think there's a lot here. Um, I, I don't know what else people wanted. Obviously they wanted Zelda. And I do think that was the one mistake, you know, mentioning that they weren't going to be talking about Zelda. They should have just ignored it. But, you know, that aside, I, I thought it was a, a good showing. I mean, I know you didn't watch the full show yourself, but I mean, what do you think from looking from the outside in on, on the, the list of games there? I mean, just looking at the information just presented to what, at me as a list, I mean, considering some of the shows we've had from everyone, PlayStation, Xbox, it, it looks like a fine show to me. I mean... The Xbox One, I had, I had high expectations, and we got like, um, what the hell? What's the game called? Project Dark. Project Dark coming in twenty twenty million. It's like, at least <laughs> at least these games exist. I'm not seeing anything announced on my console stuff for another three years. So it, it yeah, it looked like a fine show. I think when it's Nintendo, there's so much expectations about the next big Zelda game. Obviously, Pokemon do their own thing, so it's not you can't really expect that. But the next next big Mario game, not a, not a sport tie and type thing, but maybe maybe if they just said more new Zelda stuff coming in the summer or something like that, it would have helped us, I suppose. So yeah, just just daft stuff to like that. But yeah, crap happens. I mean, what did you say? Ten ten biggish announcement, and then we're going to talk about the Sony one in a sec. I mean. There's only really one new thing, and that's that's basically a DLC. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think you can be too unhappy with it. But the fact that, as you said, I, I didn't realize it was the first one since 2019. That that might be it. Like, if it, if you were in, uh, whenever whenever it was in 2019, if it was the free one, like nearly nearly two years, um, maybe the expectations driven up a bit, but. Yeah, last year was so weird for everyone. So maybe this is them getting back to normality where they can have Nintendo Directs, I don't know, every six months or eight months or something like that rather than one a year or something. Um, 
but we'll move on to the Sony one. Uh, and this one will not take as long because I can literally list through most of them and we've already discussed them. Um, Crash Bandicoot, I have nothing to add. It's Crash Bandicoot. I love it. Cal doesn't. Um, it's not tag team racing, so it's not worth my time. Uh, Sifu, I think that's how you pronounce it, coming to PS4 and PS5. This was the... Uh, I'm not sure how to describe the art style, but the, the martial arts type fighty... Marvel Corridor scene game. <laughs> yeah, it's from the the studio behind Absolver. Um, I never got around to playing that myself, but um, it was a, a popular enough title at the time. It, it looks kind of cool. Um, uh, you know, I won't I won't lie. It's it's probably one I'm I'm going to ignore really because there's so many games. Not nothing against the game in particular. Um, but you know, I'm I'm sure it'll be a a, a good game given the the pedigree of the the studio. Uh, does it interest you at all? Um, no, <laughs> not really. Uh, if it, if that if that's your type of art style and stuff, you could. It's one of them games you probably pick up at like a black a Black Friday sale for like five quid a couple of years down the line, just for something to wait for your next big game. So yeah, uh, if if that's your type of game, you'll probably it would have piqued your interest, I suppose. Um, Returnal, it, that that's out in a couple of weeks, isn't it? It is. Mm. So it's the next exclusive for the PS Five. Um, yeah, they gave a kind of good um insight into the to the gameplay. Um, it's a weird one for me because I've, you know, I know how Smack are a great studio. You know, they're they're a studio I've, I've kind of admired, um, from afar. But at the same time, I know their games aren't really for me. But this game's very different to their prior games, so I'm intrigued. I'm wondering if maybe this is the the time for me to to probably properly give House Mark a, a go, um. I th- I think I'll just have to kind of maybe see how review goes, and if if reviews are are kind of through the roof, then it might be too too good to ignore. Um, but you know, obviously that it's a studio that has has its fans, so I'm I'm sure there'll be people that that are excited for this one. Yeah, it looks like an interesting game. I mean, it it doesn't look like one that I might be completely wrong on this, as you say, wait for the reviews and stuff like that. But it it looks like one that. It's one of those exclusive games that's just there for just a small middle finger at the competition, whereas when like a God of War or something like that comes out, it's like a big fuck you. <laughs> whereas this just looks like just nice keeping up, keeping the content. I'm not a, a seven and a half out of ten. Nothing that's gonna win game of the year, but it, it the type of is it procedurally generated type game where you, you do the same thing but keep adapting and evolving? It, it's, yeah, uh, I think there's rogue rogue like uh, yeah. elements to the game, um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably be one. It'll probably be one that'd be fun for any everyone in some way, but maybe not everyone's cup of tea at the same time. But with the 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 lack of games that have came out in this year, understandably so, considering the pandemic and stuff like that, this could do well as long as the the uh, the reviews aren't stinky. Like, I mean, the medium that came out for Xbox that probably missed an opportunity, and that that's probably not in this same bracket. 
maybe unless it's more horrorish than than expected. But yeah. Uh, well, uh, what I'd say is obviously I think House Mark, uh, you know, they they've got um, you know really high pedigree. As I said, obviously Rezo Gun, which was a launch title for PS4, is still regarded as one of the best kind of exclusive mm. titles for for PS4. So, um, I, I think. You know, I, I whereas you know, no disrespect to Blooper Team, you know, they they have some games that are liked, like like the original Layers of Fear and stuff. But you know, I, I think across the board, overall, their their games have, you know, they they've they're okay. You know, they they're they're all mm-hmm. right games. Some some games tend to be very good. Some seem to be average. There's there, there's a bit of a an inconsistency there. Um. Whereas, as I said, Housemark seemed to put out hit after hit. Um, so, you know, I, I think I've no doubt this game will be good. It's just a question of how good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's a good way of putting it, really. I think a lot will be answered when the reviews come out of that, I think. Which... It's probably the same with most games, or <laughs> every game. But yeah, I think with a game like that, you don't really know what to expect, how good it is, and how much that style of game limits itself. But it'll be interesting to see. Um, Oddworld Soulstorm, I mean, we know what type of game it is. I mean, the news from that, it's it's free on PS5 launch, which... It, it's. I don't think that's anything huge considering the type of game it is. It's obviously a platformer, but it's a really nice looking platformer, and it has its cult following. But it's just a. It's a nice little thing for PlayStation for for Sony to do to give it free for PS Five people. Yeah, I mean, like the Dave's Odyssey games. I played the first two when I was a kid, and I enjoyed them. I just remember they were really hard and confusing, but they were enjoyable. Um, and maybe that's partly because you could make Abe make fart sounds. You know, I'll hold my hands up as a kid. But uh, nonetheless, you know, it was a good game. Um, I never really got into the later kind of Odyssey games, the the Oddworld games. You know, I never played Munch's Odyssey or Stranger's Wrath, which I know has kind of a cult following. Um, and I remember when they remade the first Abe's Odyssey game, I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. I might, might give that a try. And it was free on PS Plus at one point, and yet I still haven't gotten around to giving it a try. Um, but I thought when this game was revealed, we talked about it at the time last year, and like it looked really cool. Um, so the fact that it's free and you know it's, it's going to be there on PS5, there aren't that many PS5 games yet, I, I could be really tempted to to give this one a go um next month strangers rough is fantastic go play um that was an xbox exclusive but i think it's now on switch as a hd remake so no excuses carl (laughs) (laughs) uh but that is actually really good that was one of my one of the games from my childhood uh knockout city we discussed already um Dodgeball game, if you don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't even know if we called it by its right name. The dodgeball game. Uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. This was probably... It, it's not something just to talk about loads, but coming out August 24th, I think, we said that might be a little while away, Um, back at the E3 week pod we did, but it, it looks like a very interesting game. I mean, it's not... It's not, one of, it's not exactly a big Skyrim-esque RPG, but... I always like that cartoony art style in a 
presumably RPG type game. So I, I, if this ever does make the jump to Xbox, I'll dad get this by unless it stinky reviews and all that jazz. Yeah, the the game looks beautiful, and I mean, obviously, this is a, a team that were formerly a, an animation house, so that's to be expected. I mean, that's their wheelhouse's animation, but it also just looks, you know, you you've seen kind of more gameplay in this showing, and you know, the the game looks like it it flows well, you know, which which is something mm. that that is important when it's a game and not a show. Or, or a movie so um I, I think this one looks great and i can't wait to, to, to this will be one i definitely play when it comes out because it, it looks incredible solar rush another free d platformer thing that looks mental i mean if if your cup of tea is this it's your cup of tea um again it looks like a really good game but not my type of game if that makes sense yeah i mean this one will be definitely checking out obviously this from the same studio behind hyperlight drifter and it's set in the hyperlight drifter universe but it's not a you know an, an exact sequel um so i, I want to give this one a, a try um when it does come out um and I'm sure this one will do well because obviously we know Hyperlight Shifter is a really popular game. We, I mean, come on, it's it's getting its own Netflix series, so I think that that says it all. Um, so it was nice to see some some actual gameplay because I think last time we just kind of seen a, a teaser trailer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a game for YouTube content, isn't it? Let's be honest. No one, who's going to play Five Nights at Freddy's without making a YouTube video of just getting of shitting yourself for views? That's pretty much where I see this game. But um, Deathloop, I, again, this is like the fourth time we've seen this. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of seeing this one. To be honest, mm. just, you know, I love, I love that game. I absolutely adored Dishonored. You know, I want to play this game, but just, just you know, wait till it's out. I, I don't need to see any more of this game. I just want to play it. it <laughs> if they want to give a release to it, just do a picture of the logo and released it on Twitter. <laughs> you don't need it in the show. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. Uh, so this is the free upgrade to PS5. Um, um Unless you get it free. You, you horrible, horrible bastards. <laughs> um... Unless you get it on uh, PS Now Games, as we mentioned at the start, because I said that really confusingly. Um, and DLC chapter centred on Yuffie. Uh, so everyone, if if you've played Final Fantasy VII, you, you know which one Yuffie is. She is the one with the... How do I describe her weapon? She's the commando who you find in the forest with the weird, like, star weapon thing. <laughs> she's a ninja. Yeah, she's a ninja. That, that's how we go with it. Um... Was, uh, there's not really much to add <laughs> it's just more Final Fantasy 70 uh, was this strong enough to close the show considering we were kind of expecting news from what, what? I don't know what word I was going for there Horizon Zero, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 good lord words um, 
and I mean God of God of War two maybe not because we kind of expect that to come out next year, not not this year. Um, Eddie, like, really to close the show with this, it, it's a bit weird. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we can't tell how big that game is, um, but at the same time, it, you know, it, it is just a, a port of a PS4 game, uh, albeit an enhanced one, and then it it's a a, a DLC for it, effectively. And, it, you know, it's intriguing that they're creating a DLC. Um, you know, does that mean that, that the second game's further off because they had stopped working at DLC. Does that mean it's closer because they just have all hands on deck working on this project? I suppose time will tell on on that one. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's it, it's it's exciting, but I think maybe if it you had opened it with this and then mm. ended with like either a reveal of something new or you know an extended look at and, and date for Horizon or something like that, you know, pe- people would have been seeing this showing in a, a much um, kind of different, a, di- a, much, a, a very different light than they are. I mean, people seem kind of disappointed. Um, and I can understand why, because th- there wasn't that much here. And, and as I said, a lot of these things you're sick of seeing. We, we've seen Oddworld so many times. You know, it feels like we've seen, you know, we knew Crash Bandicoot, you know, whatever if they'd saved revealing the PS5 update to this show, but they'd already revealed the PS5 update. So I don't understand why Crash Bandicoot was here. Um, You know, we, we Five Nights at Freddy's seen far too many times, Deathloop, you know, it's just too much repetition. Um, So for me, really, you know, it was intriguing to see Final Fantasy. Kenna was nice to see. It was nice to see some extended Returnal um, gameplay, but, but that aside, the, the showing just just kind of disappointed. I mean, what what was your overall thoughts? <sighs> meh. It, to put it bluntly, it was just a bit meh. I mean, I do like... I, I enjoy watching the Sony events because they're normally a lot better than the Xbox events. So it, it it's kind of bittersweet, but it, it's enjoyable to see what I hope Xbox could be, but watching this, it was like, uh, like even I'm bored of watching Deathloop, and I can't even play that game. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's just, there was nothing there apart from Kena, or Kena, how you say it, that, that, that piqued my interest at all, like, a dodgeball game. I mean, I think that's when I sw- that's when I switched on the stream because I forgot about it. I put that on live. I was watching it live, and I put it on. And there was a dodgeball game on. I was like, "Oh, it's going to be one of them shows." <laughs> um, but no, I, Crash Bandicoot. I, who cares? Like, it's already it's been out. Must have been out what six months or so now. It's been a while. It like, who cares? It is any. PS4 or PS5 upgrade on Crash Bandicoot gonna do anything? Like, are you really gonna play Crash Bandicoot? And this is me. This is Crash Bandicoot guy. Are you really gonna play Crash Bandicoot because it's got an upgrade? You're not, are you? Let's be honest. Um, Returnal's out in a couple of weeks, so what's the point? Might as well show Ratchet and Clank at that stage because that's out soon as well. 
which probably would have been more interesting considering the, the really good gameplay demo it had uh, at the last show. Oddworld, million times. Solar Rush, I think we've seen a couple of times. And Deathloop, we've seen every show forever, ever, forever, ever. Um, and Final Fantasy, I, again, are you really like, the 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 remakes meant to be pretty damn long. Are you really gonna play like a sixty hour experience for improved lighting? No, you may play Probably the new D- <laughs> you may play the new DLC, but that's not really that's not limited by getting a PS Five, is it? So I, I I agree. If you open the show with that, it's fine. But to end it when people are expecting such huge news on on games that are, are meant to be out this year that they've seen. Nothing of, really. You've seen an animated trailer of uh, HZT2. And, and God of War's got a a, a logo. Mm. It's a bit like, I, know, I know the summer's the prime time, but you, you could have started off the gaming season hugely, even if it was like, even just another animated trailer horizon, and then just say more in the summer or something like that. It, it's just a bit weird. But I, th- I think people are just trying not to overpromise now because, well, we saw with Cyberpunk and stuff like that. That's ob- that is obviously like two years away or a couple of years away from being what was promised. It, but you kind of you can't. There's no point. You'd rather have not have a show than have a bad show, because if you don't have a show, there's nothing to annoy people with. Like if Xbox did a show tomorrow and it was, I don't know. Uh, Perfect Dark, another animated thing, and that was about it. And then Fall Guys coming to Game Pass in the summer, it'd be like, yeah, great, cheers. <laughs> so it's it's just a strange one. I think this this wasn't really show worthy. Maybe even if you just did, maybe just have a tweet a phone or something like that, where you just tweet information and then a, a link to the trailer, but. A show again, a show death loop and and all this jazz. It, it just kind of pointless. Yeah, no, I'd I'd ag- I'd agree with that. I mean, I, I don't. I I'm glad that Sony are keeping people updated. Um, but there's other ways of doing that. If you don't have enough for a show, you know, you could just release um kind of press releases and and the PlayStation blog. And you could have done that for. Final Fantasy VII Remake and kind of Bridge of Spirits and they seem to be the only things that were particularly worthwhile here. You know, you could have done a, just released a video of, of the Returnal gameplay to drum up uh, interest in that game. So it just, there didn't seem to be quite enough for a, a show here for me. And, you know, even if they maybe could have delayed it a, a few weeks and then maybe they would have had some ratchet, some of you know, um, notable Ratchet and Clank stuff to 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 include that might have made all the difference. Yeah, exactly, and that that was probably our, one of our game of the the Sony thing from the summer, wasn't it? Because it, it was the most in depth gameplay. And I mean, for someone who's never really played Ratchet Clank, Ratchet and Clank at all, I'd be like, I was even I was like, ooh, I'd play that. Whereas now it's apart from Kena, which I was already interested in playing, it's not from for me there. But we don't want a two-hour pod, so we'll do the Pokemon stuff quickly. Um, new Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap. Uh, Pokemon games in, in-game events celebrating the anniversary. Um, 
we'll do we'll do the big the two big uh, relief really, two bigish event uh news from the from these events uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl coming in late 2021 uh, i i never played the original pearl and stuff I, I think this was between was it ruby and silver these were between on on the ds was it um yeah it was in it was ds it was after uh ruby and sapphire um but before black and white Right, okay, so that's probably why I never played it, because I think I just got, as soon as I got silver, I was happy. <laughs> um, so this is kind of going to be a new experience for me when it comes out. I mean, it's more, po- like, this. they seem to have found a pattern for Pokemon where they release a a mini-game or a, or a remake, and then a new game, because that's what they did with Eevee and, P- and Pikachu, and then Sword and Shield, so... I mean, a remake, it's Pokemon, it's going to sell, I'm going to buy it, you're probably going to buy it. Happy days. Exactly. I mean, um, I, I never, I, I played Diamond, I remember, because I kind of obviously played the original Pokemon games and then Gold and Silver and then kind of jumped off. I, I didn't play Ruby or Sapphire or Fire Red and Leaf Green um, because I I didn't have a GBA for a long time. I got a GBA FP and I had it for about six months before it was stolen. So I planned to buy these Pokemon games, but never got the chance before my idea, my GBA was stolen. I do own um, those games nowadays, um, but I, I, I didn't play them at the time. Um, and then obviously the DS came out and I was kind of late to come to the DS party but one summer two of my friends and I decided uh, to play um, Pokemon Diamond so and and uh, Pearl uh, we found out that our local GameStop had three copies of Diamond in so I borrowed my sister-in-law's DS. I didn't even have a DS. Um, my friend borrowed his mother's DS, and I think my other friend borrowed his mother's DS because uh, they had them for brain training and Professor the Layton classic. and such. Yeah. And we went and bought Pokemon Diamond, and we played it for a couple of weeks. I never finished it, but it was the first kind of time I'd put like a notable amount of hours into a Pokemon game since the old days. And then I kind of skipped Black and White and Black and White and and uh, whatnot and, and didn't really come back to the games on until the 3DS with Pokemon Y. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed what I played at Diamond and it's exciting to, to get another Pokemon game. But it is more the same and there is that risk that it'll, it'll get kind of boring very quickly um, because it is, you know, we, we kind of have had so many of these games at this point. Um, but I'm a bit more intrigued by the next game. But you know, we'll we'll come to that in a moment. Or what? As you said, you 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 keep your switch for playing Pokemon. So I assume this this one is a definite pickup for you. Oh yeah, who who doesn't play Pokemon? Like I, I'm even playing Pokemon Go now. That's where I'm at at this stage. Uh, again, I never played Diamond, so it'll be a new experience for me. I mean. The only thing is with with Nin, well with Pokemon slash Nintendo remakes, you've seen and I, I know it's completely different, but like you see some of the remakes Sony have done and stuff like that, 
and you you see the advances on games like even from PS3 um, gen to this one. And then you look at a Pokemon game, and I know there's limitations to a Pokemon game, but you look at it and it's like, you may well have just re-released the old game. <laughs> it's not changed too much. <laughs> so it's it's just seen... I mean, sometimes they have to up the remake game a bit more. Um, but then you, you look at the graphics for the new new Pokemon game, it's not that much better. But uh, yeah, I'll get this. I mean, it, it's a Pokemon game, but it's... I, I, this is why I bought that. I bought my Switch to get to get uh, Pokemon Eevee. Um, so yeah, fair enough. Uh, it's it it is what I'll get, and then the thrill will be there for Arceus. Um, is that how you pronounce it, Arceus? Um, this, this yeah. to me, this to me just kind of looks like sort of like it, it's a bit bigger world of, of Swords and Shield, which. I, it's strange, like, I've, I've bigged up Pokemon this much, I didn't finish Sword and Shield, and that's almost a worry for me with these new games, it, is Pokemon just nostalgia now, are the new games just going to disappoint me, but I'll still get this, and I, I kind of wish I watched this live, because knowing stuff that, um, that got announced when you're watching the trailer, it's just like, yeah, more, bo- more, more Sword and Shield, whereas It'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting and being like a prequel to all this. It'll be quite it'll be quite cool, I think. But I need I need to see a bit more because if it's just more sword and shield, it's a bit meh. Well, what's interesting to me is obviously um, you know with with um, uh, shining pearl and brilliant diamond. They're actually being developed by another studio now. It's a right. studio that that has been involved with Pokemon games in the past, and the director of the game is from Game Freak, um, and was the director of the original Diamond and Pearl. So you know, obviously, uh, Game Freak and the Pokemon Company are are keeping a, a, you know, kind of they're they're having their input on this, and I. I I I don't think there would be any any reason to worry about the fact that it's not being developed by Game Freak themselves, but because Game Freak aren't involved directly, aside from again what the the one director that's taken charge of the project, Game Freak themselves obviously have been fully focused on Pokemon Legends Arceus, and it looks like that game's finally kind of made. You know, I'm not saying I'm not going to say obviously. You look at Pokemon Red and you look at Pokemon, um, like the why am I? What's the the newest Pokemon game? <laughs> the two Sword games and Shield. called Sword and Shield. Yeah, Sword and Shield. Why, I was gonna say Sun and Moon. I was like, no, no, no they were 3ds. Um, yeah, Sword and Shield. Obviously, a lot has changed. You know, you can see the Pokemon in the overworld. It's it's completely 3D now. But it's not, and obviously they've started to release kind of open world mechanics with the the, the overworld for, um, for for Sword and Shield. But it's still at the core, it's the same game. But this looks when I I was looking at the at it, you know, in in the the showing, and you could see like the player running around and throwing Pokeballs at Pokemon in the wild, and I was like. Hold on a minute. This this looks mm, different. It looks something new, and they they've said that 
you know, it is kind of an action RPG, but that stays true to the to the main core, like gameplay mechanics of the series. And no one wanted them to depart from that. You know, obviously they're, they're spin-off Pokemon games for a reason. They still want the core games to be core games, but they just want them to evolve. And and this looks like I'm not going to say it's it's obviously not the MMO Pokemon game that that people have wanted for for years, but it, it feels like this could be. The, another step towards that and i'm really intrigued by this and this is one i could definitely see myself jumping into day one and and seeing if it is that that departure that we wanted for a while yeah i think i'll enjoy it and stuff like that it's just i don't know maybe it's because it's the switch and it i don't know it's just when i used to play pokemon it was on my Game Boy, so or your DS or whatever. It's so much easier. Like I know the DS is handheld and stuff like that, but it's not the same. Maybe it's the same with Nintendo stuff. Hey, I just bring out on Game Boy Advance and I'll play. It. <laughs> I'll probably play it more. Uh, but no, I think I'll need to go back and finish Sword and Seal and see what improvements they made on it and stuff. But uh, Arceus, I'll get and I'll I'll enjoy. Maybe I won't finish it or whatever, but yeah. Maybe the problem is I need to bring my Switch upstairs because at the minute it's downstairs and I rarely go downstairs. <laughs> so it'll probably help if I bring it upstairs and I can play it in like bed or something. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but that that's it. That's it, Carl. I mean, any anything to add on these free events? Um, I mean, a mixed bag. I I thought the the Nintendo one, as I said, was was decent um the sony one seemed a bit pointless and pokemon presents was was pretty cool you know an extension of nintendo (laughs) yeah it's yeah i mean it's not every day you're gonna get um two pokemon games in the one uh kind of two announcements in in the one show and i I don't mean like a a two uh, a mobile teeth brushing game for kids kind of thing i mean like two actual pokemon <laughs> games the core pokemon games and the one thing is is pretty damn cool so um i mean i think that was definitely the, the pick of the bunch yeah exactly exactly it'll be interesting to see what if xbox has one before the sub or then we'll be back into e3 season but yeah hopefully um once you've played your playstation a bit more and if anything if i've played anything in xbox we we can pod again pretty soon but i know you said you've been busy and you you started off with uh destruct not destruction derby but did you play anything else before you moved over to ps5 um i've been playing a lot of final fantasy 14 um really enjoyed that you know i wondered whether when i i talked about it on the pod ages ago when i first started and i wondered whether it'd be kind of a game i played for a couple of weeks and move on but it seems to be have have a lot of staying power um, I promised on this very show that I would play through Gears of War 4 and then play through Gears of War 5 with you. And I am actually making good good progress. I've gone through three acts so far. Kind of every weekend, kind of towards the end of the week, I jump in and, and do an act, you know, spend a couple hours to do, to do an act. That's been my way of taking it on. And three of five down so far. Also dabbled with uh carrion you know that um mm. metroidvania thing. Yeah. game uh that's on it's on game pass mm-hmm. 
Um, it, it's a good game. Uh, it's taken me a while to get through it because I just I, I I'm bad at 2D games these days. <laughs> I, I think I'm just so used to 3D. Add to that that I'm particularly bad at Metroidvania games. I tend to get lost and get frustrated. So that's happened a few times. But I, I do think I'll I'll complete that one. Um, how about you? What have you been playing lately? I am back on Destiny 2. Oh, how's, how's that, you know, after the a layoff? It's more Destiny. It's just more Destiny goodness. Uh, the new DLC, Beyond Light... Uh, I, I can't remember what your... I know you played Destiny 1 and you enjoyed it. I'm not sure if you got up to Taken King. I think when it... Again, I'll overpromise that. Like, when people say this is going to be Destiny 2.5, like Taken King was for Destiny 1... It just wasn't like it just it just really wasn't like it was fine, and it it looks really great like on um, next gen consoles like it looks really really good in game but no DLC is ever gonna match Taken King it just isn't but uh, the new season stuff it's good it's just it's just Destiny it's what it is it can't, it's fun you'll play it for a month and then you'll need a break from it that's kind of where I'm I'm at the early stage of the month like I mentioned I've even gone on PvP and I hate I hate Destiny PvP um because I get battered on it uh but no it, it it's just it's just a really good game and this lull period like I may get hit I'm kind of tempted to get like Hitman free or something that'll tide me over till the Mass Effect um collection comes out so yeah it's it, I'm just kind of going for I should really go through my backlog but just just games I've played too many hours and that's that too tempting to go back to. Um, I can't remember last time I finished Cyberpunk. I need to finish Valhalla, but I know the ending of that, so yeah, it's a bit disappointing. Um, not the ending, the, the fact I know the ending. Um, but yeah, I'll, there'll be there'll be more stuff to come. I reckon. I'm tempted to get back on the uh, CFEs. I don't know why. But I kind of fancy some piratey goodness. I mean, it is the the kind of game you can just hop mm. into on a day. It's it's there. It's, it's on Game Pass. Um, I mean, so I can I can understand in that sense. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but that was it. We've been back. We say it every time, but hopefully it won't be as long a break. But there hasn't been loads of gaming news. But hopefully Xbox do a show or something like that. We're still kind of waiting for the Bethesda deal to get. Uh, I think it's the EU. I think we're waiting on to uh, to let it through. Um, so yeah, hopefully Xbox does a show and we'll be back with looking back at another event. Um, but that's it. Thank you, Carl, and thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.